Welcome to the 195, your ticket to some of the most luxurious destinations around the world. Today, Christine takes us to Sierra Leone and tells us what it's like to set up an impromptu luxury hotel. We talk about home gyms on generators, overcoming gender stereotypes to work with locals, and getting celebrities safe and comfortable while they fight for a worthy cause. Let's get started. So, Christine, you just got back from Sierra Leone, is that right? Yes, because, you know, it's perfectly normal just to come back on any given day here at Gallivant from a country like Sierra Leone. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us a little bit more about what, what took you there. Where, what, what, why did you go to Sierra Leone? What was it for pleasure, for business? Uh... Well, I could say all of the above because... What really differentiates us as Galavat is while we do travel the world and we write about it and we get to do this amazing podcast, we also make money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's always nice for a business. That's a good business goal to have. <laughs> and and how, uh, how were you able to uh, monetize this travel trip? What, what specifically were you doing in, in Sierra Leone here? So one of the cool things that we do at Galavant that is our primary way that we make money is we do really special travel bookings around the world. And this particular travel booking really took us to the next level. So quite honestly, anyone who is relatively well-traveled can book any high-end hotel, but we are really the only travel concierge out there that can actually create a hotel for you. So what I've been doing for the past three years is we got referred in to a really incredible client who's a big Hollywood star, and we needed to create a pop-up hotel for them in Africa. And that was the beginning of really taking Galavant's concierge business to the next level because we go into the most difficult parts of the world and we create luxury hotel experiences where there are no luxury hotel experiences. Because my client for this particular project in Sierra Leone is going to bring tourism and he is going to help the country of Sierra Leone develop economically. And tourism is really going to be one of their, their big industries. And he's going there and he's bringing 25 people, a team of lawyers and all of these people who are going to be so necessary to evaluate this project and also really get it off the ground because it's something that they want to start in this next year and it's going to take them 10 years to build out. But they're bringing on these people and there's no place to stay for them. That's a nice place to stay. And so what I did in Sierra Leone, the capital is Freetown. I found the only house that was a beautiful 20,000 square foot home that was built actually by someone who's originally from Sierra Leone but lives in California. And I had him agree to rent me the house after a number of negotiations, which is, as you can imagine, are very, very interesting when you're negotiating in West Africa, and you're also not trying to disclose the name or the details of your client. And what we do at Galavant is we create pop-up hotels. And so I created a pop-up hotel in Freetown. So, okay, and, and just to make sure I'm getting this, because I think this is the coolest concept of having a, a pop-up hotel. You're, you're taking a, a very massive residential property um, in an underdeveloped location, uh, and essentially you're turning it into a five-star luxury hotel. Yes, 
And what that means is it's not just really about the house because this house was beautiful to the bones, but it was not at all what would be a great experience if you just moved in. And so what I do is I get a great general manager who's going to run this house like a hotel for the time that my clients are going to be there. We hire security, we hire housekeepers, we bring in sheets, we bring in towels, like for example, Frete, which is this incredible Italian linen company that I have just loved for many years and loved even more since they did a whole episode on At Home with Gallivant with us on how to make the perfect hotel bed. I worked with them and I brought in sheets, bedding, the highest quality that you can possibly get that has probably never crossed the borders of Sierra Leone. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's incredible. And and you got to see the finished product or is it still being worked on or? Well, I was in there for five days and I have a whole team of people. At any given point in time, I had 25 people in and out of the house and I was really the only woman. And while they really revere their mothers and, and wives and, and daughters in, in Sierra Leone and also in this part of Africa, they are sure not used to women being in charge. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Not only did I create a hotel in five days, but I hopefully changed a little bit of culture. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Just pop up hotels and, and, and break in that glass ceiling. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Okay, and so what? Uh, speaking of, of the culture, what was your impression um, as someone who's traveled around a ton? What was Sierra Leone like from that you saw in the five days? So Sierra Leone was everything I expected, but yet nothing I expected. So I expected it to be very economically challenged, which means really, really poor. And Sierra Leone is one of the poorest countries in the world. I think it ranks somewhere like 187th of the poorest, like one of the poorest countries, 187 out of 195. It is one of the poorest countries in, in the world. And so that I expected. I expected to see very little infrastructure, which... I, of course, which is what I encountered when I was there, because as I mentioned to you earlier, in doing the pop-up hotel, I had to do everything from like getting generators in and <laughs> generators and monitoring power levels and making sure there was enough fuel. And I mean, this is a place where really the infrastructure is what I expected. And we were able to obviously work around that. What I did not expect was how incredibly gentle and kind and wonderful in general the people were and so at first i think that people were a little hesitant because i'm a woman i'm going in there i, I look like a foreigner and they don't get a lot of tourism in but it amazed me how very quickly people warmed up to me and i made some really wonderful new friends and just contacts around who were so hospitable and so welcoming to me and so that actually surprised me with how challenging the conditions were, how culturally warm and welcoming the Sierra Leoneans are. That's great. That's great. At, at um, I guess one question I would have is is um, in an underdeveloped country or, or a country struggling financially as you're, as you're meeting people, did at any point you feel unsafe or did you feel like it was a fairly safe place for you to be? I actually felt extremely safe. The entire time I was there, 
I did not have security until my last two days there. And the reason why I had security is because I interviewed the top security guys um, for one of my clients to make sure that she had a great bodyguard who fit personality-wise with her and also knew what he was talking about. And so I had security for the last two days that I was there, but really it, was, it wasn't necessary. I was in a compound that was heavily fortified with, with solid concrete walls that you couldn't climb. You know, the house was very well fortified. So really at no point did was I unsafe in any way. Uh, though, of course, when you're traveling and especially when you're a woman traveling alone, you always have to have an extra level of, of heightened awareness around you. Sure, sure. And and uh, I imagine, like you said, you're working with a, a team of people um, and you have this killer pop-up hotel now to show for it with, uh, with not one but two generators, I think you'd yeah. mentioned, that you brought in there. That's yeah. awesome. You know, it's going to support the treadmill that we, we sourced. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another... Fun thing to source in Sierra Leone. We sourced a treadmill, you know. So uh, <laughs> I, I flew in a chef from Ghana. You know, oh my gosh! Stuff that people do. <laughs> this is incredible, and that actually brings me to my next question. This is one of my favorite uh, things to talk about, um, and you, you just hinted at it. What about the food? What what kind of food are people expecting in this pop up hotel? So I brought in a private chef from Ghana. And we are gonna do some of the local specialties. So they have a number of plantains. It's really interesting because Sierra Leone was colonized by the British in the 1700s. And then they gained their independence in 1961, which is actually not that long ago. So there's quite a bit of British influence there. There's Portuguese influence, but really the biggest influence food-wise there is also the Lebanese. So. After the local Sierra Leoneans, the largest population and the people who own so many of the businesses in Sierra Leone are Lebanese. And so you're going to find the best hummus outside of Beirut. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And really, like there were great croissants and things like that. So that was really cool with the food, but also like the, the local food, like things like fried plantains are really popular. Pineapple is grown there. That's local. And Sierra Leone is on the coast of the Atlantic Ocean. And so what I think they also have potential in industry to do is export their seafood. I had some of the most fresh lobster I've ever had in all of my travels when I was there. Lobster, shrimp, crab is incredible. You know, it's it's very, um, you know, barracuda, which is a special kind of whitefish. So those are really, really interesting things that they do that are that are cool, you, though you can find those things anywhere. It's the preparation that's also different. Um, there are a couple of other dishes like fufu. It's a cassava dish and this groundnut soup and fried cassava bread. So they really like their cassava and it's all really delicious. But you have to be extremely careful about where you eat there and what you eat and also everything has to be sealed bottle water because even when you brush your teeth like I said there's no infrastructure and so so in the pop-up hotel how do you address some of those um, I guess health issues when it comes to to water is it just bottled waters or it's bottled waters in every single bathroom for brushing brushing your teeth it's bottled waters to drink it is bottled water to wash all the vegetables and everything in the kitchen it is cooking all the vegetables okay. even just a little bit to just make sure everyone stays healthy because i got a house of 
20 plus people coming in and out and eating. The last thing I want them to do is be sick because of us. And yeah. I don't think it's sick, period. But really what we did, because there's only one great restaurant that I found in Sierra Leone. And it was this restaurant called Grand Mamba, which is owned by, um, you know, a Lebanese entrepreneur. And I just found it. It would, the food was great. The sushi there was amazing. But I found that we could really create even better meals and even lo more local cuisine in the house. Very cool. And then you have the private chef as well uh, that came in from Ghana. That is so neat. Yeah, I've um, met him before, and he's got skills. So, Chef Kwame, if you're listening to me, I'm going to take you all around the world. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to try some of his food. That's awesome. Um, and then one one question that I would wonder is, um, will this pop-up hotel just be there for this client? Would people be able to, other people be able to stay there or would they need to book you to create their own pop-up hotel in Sierra Leone? It is just for this client and everything is to their specification down to the client's favorite breakfast and the, the little gym that I built out for the client. Um, when we're done with this, my team is gonna break down the hotel. They're gonna return everything to its original state, except the house is gonna be a thousand times cleaner. And then if somebody else wants, or if the client returns, then I'll go and I will do the project again. But really this year was the first time we did it in Sierra Leone, so I came in. but. There is no one who does this on their own. I have an incredible team of people who I work with in West Africa. They are on my speed dial anytime I need to work in that region. And so I don't even know if I necessarily need to go in next time to Sierra Leone unless I was doing something else on the project. Well, and and I, I obviously don't want to make you, uh, you know, blatantly advertise too much, but I am curious about this because it seems like such a cool opportunity for people who love to luxury travel, but maybe want to try something different or stay somewhere different. Um, you know, you can obviously get five-star hotels in all the major big cities, but in a place like Sierra Leone, it would be a lot more rare to stay and have that luxury service. How would people contact you if they wanted to do a project like that for a week or two? You just dial us up on the on our website or you email me. We'll put the email information at the at the end of this podcast so people can reach out. But we can do virtually any destination around the world. And for example, like I've been to Afghanistan. I'm a guest lecturer at the American University in Afghanistan there, which would be another one of our podcasts <laughs> of <laughs> unusual places to travel. But I really I could do this virtually anywhere in the world. That's excellent. Okay, and last question for you before we wrap up here. Um, it sounds like it was a very unique experience and for someone who's traveled so much, even unique uh, for you in terms of a place that you've been, what's one thing that you feel like you learned from your time in Sierra Leone that, that stood out to you, something that had an impact on you? I learned so much about history and demographics. I know that does not sound at all sexy, but Sierra Leone, you cannot mention without talking about the history of Sierra Leone. This is where that movie, have you seen the movie Blood Diamonds? Yes, yes, I have. This is about the child soldiers, about all of the violence that was happening in Sierra Leone because these blood diamonds were mined by people who were effectively slaves in modern day. And that funded the war on both sides in during the civil war of, in Sierra Leone. And I just learned so much about the country, like everything from the simple things like Sierra Leone, you know what it means? 
No. It means Lion Mountain. Oh, that's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. And it was wow. named by the Portuguese because, once again, the Portuguese came through there. Um, and then demographics-wise, what really struck me is that it's awful. 70% of the people live in poverty in Sierra Leone, which is why this project that my client is doing is so incredible that he wants to improve the economy. And they have such incredible beaches and seafood, and there's so many opportunities for them. Now that Ebola has passed, now that the Civil War has passed, it's a, it's a peaceful time in the country. Um, and they have a workforce. Over 40% of the people are under the age of 16 years old. And on average, each woman gives birth to, on average, five children. And so they have a workforce that could really become the future of Sierra Leone if there is infrastructure and there's tourism and there are things to really boost the economy. And so really the most really impactful things to me is in learning about Sierra Leone outside of the project that I did is really about what this country is about and the potential that it has in the future. And that's such a cool thing because especially when you have that many, I mean, 40% under 16, when you have that amount of, of children in a struggling economy, it's so cool to see projects coming that will help them essentially thrive in the future, which is, uh, which is great. Well, we're looking to change the world. And if you are looking to go into countries that need a boost in their economy and you're looking to bring projects there, but you want a great place to stay, I am your girl. <laughs> your company. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for sitting down and taking the time and, and chatting with us. And uh, we will talk next week, maybe about Afghanistan or about any of the other hundred uh, countries you've traveled to so far. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you for listening to the 195. Be sure to join us next week as we talk about another exciting, luxurious, and exclusive adventure.